we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way. And I, I, I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are three years at 10 months and six days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Ned. How are you, Mr. Wizard? I'm fine. <laughs> yes. Sorry about the interrupt. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I had to redo that one because yeah, it, it, I'm I'm pausing for a good three to five seconds. And then as soon as I start, he starts talking. So I yeah, to well, that. that's me in it. I just can't wait to talk over somebody, you see? Yes, yes. That's well, my cue. That is your cue. All right. You've got a, uh, a thick stack of notes there. Well, I haven't got a thick stack of notes, but I'll tell you what, there's no, it doesn't matter what happens, always something else turns up. I'm not going to talk about that um, Davos yet, but I will do a brief thing on it because they're annoying. But uh, it's only to um, show that they 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 their speeches they when you disseminate it, it just it just shows it's 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 just a it's just a mishmash of lies really of what they what what they spout to some people and then spout to the rest i wish people would go and see certain speeches out there especially the europeans uh go and see that you know the head of your european parliament i mean she i think she only spoke for about 15 minutes and then she sat down with a a friend klaus and, yeah, that's 14 minutes and 59 seconds too long, though. Uh, yeah, but it's actually, if they listen to it, they then realize what an ugly person she is and what she's doing actually to Europe. Uh, anyway, away from that, let's lay Julian Assange, they, they, sent, they sent a letter to your uh, ice cream man, haven't they? The Republicans I did not and Democrats. Know, not, I did not know. What, what are they asking for? With well, uh, there was a, a mixture of Republicans and Democrats. They unite together for freedom of Julian Assange. There's 16 of them. Uh, they were led by um, Thomas Massey and James McGovern. Do those names ring a right. bell? Thomas Massey is the uh, representative from Kentucky. If you recall, that's the clip I played a while back. He was uh, screaming about transgenic edible vaccines. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you got exactly. So you've got these real weirdos, yeah. And this is what gets me. They sent a letter to Biden, and it says it's the duty of journalists to seek out sources, including uh, documentary evidence, in order to report to the public on activities of government. Well, this is according, and that was according to the press, uh, the press release from Lassange's defence. 
So they got hold of it and sent it out. And the the, the quite amusing the thing that amused me about, it, and I, I just wanted to use it as a pinpoint, was because there's several other signatures and there's several other people outside of America, including Australia, who's already put its weight to say he should be released. And yet, what is Australia doing? They're um, passing um, a communications legislation amendment bill. Yeah, combating misinformation and disinformation. Of course oh, well, they are. You've got to love it, ain't you? So they're, they're, they're all spouting one thing and doing another. And what, what while they're saying, oh, Lassange, this Lassange, that, they're using him as a um, a point to say, oh, we're brilliant. We're, we're all for this um, free speech and free information. And by the way, at home, you can't do anything, otherwise we're going to lock you up. So basically... They're saying Australia- both things at the same time, then. Yeah, yeah. And this is it. And that's what the WF has been doing all this week. So we're talking of imposition of legal obligation on digital platforms. That's by imposition, as in they're going to impose things, right? Uh, and it'll start with, let's say, alleged misinformation and disinformation. So the police will get involved. So this is what the law proposes. So if that doesn't work, yeah, so basically digital bodies that don't follow the initial move of this misinformation and disinformation, then the full empowerment of the Australian Communications and Media Authority, the ACMA, to directly intervene to avoid harm to the people, it says. So they're going to harm the people, tell them what to do. They're going to intervene to avoid harm to the people, yes. Okay. (laughs) The concept of harm falls in the same pile as hate speech so you got your social manipulation the social change the loss of freedoms it's all down there they've got six points on this agenda i'm not going to go through it but it is just it is just um shutting down free speech and everything and the people have got to stop this it's happening in australia they're just using Assange's name as a pivotal point america's got their own federal digital laws going through haven't you and the UK's got its own as well. Yeah, they're they're doing it everywhere simultaneously. I think the the one country that was taking the lead on, I believe, was Ireland, wasn't it? They're quite verbal when the Irish. They have a good they shout are. about it, don't they? Yeah, they do. <laughs> they certainly do. Well, the, I expect nothing less from the Irish. Yeah, yeah. paint it on the balls. It, it's just really good. Something interesting came out from New Zealand. Was it um, Madame uh, Ardern? She got married. You know? Did you see that? Uh, to what? Um, I, <laughs> Marty asked if it was Mr. Ed. <laughs> well, he would have beat me to it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, this is about somebody digging up some dirt about, obviously, during the COVID period. It, 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 these things have to be dug out. These are releases. So basically, during COVID, yeah, in New Zealand, there was doctors. Now, We've talked about this, about um, the moral and ethical standard of did doctors not take the vaccine and then administer it to people? Well, apparently, yes. There was a total of 478 applications for what they called Significant Service Disruption Exception, SSD. Right, 103 applications were granted, covering approximately 11,005 health workers in New Zealand. Apparently, there were so many refusing to take the COVID-19 vax out of top doctors, hospital administrators, public servants, health officials. One source from New Zealand yeah, showed 95 consultants in Dunedin region. Another source, a group of doctors in Northland, they managed to arrange to remain unvaccinated. They were granted exemptions 
but they were allowed it under a gag order. This exemption, so basically, oh, allowed them to, yeah. allow them not to take it. Yeah, but they couldn't say anything but, beyond that. But, but then they went ahead and admit, make sure it was administered to the people. Yeah. So that's premeditated. Yes. I, I don't see how, uh, what's his name? Um, Dr. Michael Yaden put out that point. Uh, it's been, I think it's been almost two years ago now. He said that it's clear cut. We've got evidence of premeditated organized mass murder. Yeah. I, I'm in the UK. People say, you're in the UK. What are you worried about? That's New Zealand. If it happens in one of them, you can guarantee it happens in your own, anywhere within uh, the Western society. Well, this yeah. missing disinformation, all these governments are introducing this simultaneously. But if you notice, there's a media blackout from one country to the next. There is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this is why this gets put out, because they use, they're use using different countries as um, experimental points to push things. And when it works somewhere, it's going to snowball. It's going to avalanche across the whole lot. The thing is, I hope the nurses, the nurses, which will be the, and the health workers at the lower level, pick up on this, because... They weren't entitled at all. It was those that were higher up. They got the exemptions. It was. It's just. It, it's just really horrible. Look into it, people. It's your country. I know damn well within our own NHS here, there were doctors that didn't take it. I don't know whether those specific doctors made uh, administered to others or not. But the heads of the UK NHS are all dames and knights now. Anyway, I mean, I mean, <laughs> that was probably their. Uh... Uh, they're 10 ounces of silver, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're, I had to Yeah, guess. that's right. The little bag of silver. Uh-huh. Um, I'm betting that, uh, I'm betting there, uh, uh, what's his name? I'm betting old Jarhead didn't take it himself. If it had, no, I'm just probably guessing. polished his head with it, probably. Uh, could have, could have been, yeah. He's, uh, he's just, ah, uh, that guy was a wind-up toy. Well, he, he was in a fact, wind-up toy, but he was one of the biggest pushers of it when they put him in as health secretary. And I, I, I you know something? I think he expected to stay, but he was sidestepped out of the way. Could have been, yeah. When, when the agenda yeah. started to move. I think he expected to have higher office within the actual government. You think he wanted but to make a PM run? But because he actually, yeah, because people, that when he faced up to a doctor and said, you know. Well, that's your well, opinion, yeah. That's your opinion. Although the doctor's talking medically, that's your opinion. Uh, that sort of thing would have gone, well, that was not clever. You know, you ad-libbed that. Get rid of that yeah. flash-headed yeah. git yeah. out of it. yeah. But, um, liability, yeah. Canada, they're being manipulated again. They're showing a true colour. You know, the guy with the toupee. I'm sure that's a toupee, you know. I reckon that's been just stitched onto his you head. You think so? You, you, yeah. think it's, you think it is? Well, they've been... They, they, right, here we go. The WHO pandemic accord. The Liberal government is lobbying the WHO to consider establishing appropriate government's arrangements on enhancing existing systems to address and support... Uh, Prevention, preparedness, and response for pandemics and other health emergencies rooted in the WHO Constitution. I haven't actually seen the WHO Constitution. It uh, says, well, don't well, worry, because they'll they'll rewrite it as soon as you read it. <laughs> yeah, but they'll only write it as headings, and then they'll put underneath it once everybody's agreed. They say, while we recognise the initial and main focus of the work will be on infectious diseases, the new instrument should be inclusive yeah, and defined by all hazards approach in alignment with international health regs. And then they actually put in what they, you're telling me, they're saying climate change impacts, air pollution and chemical contamination and such like. They're telling the WHO that they should be allowed to use their state of emergency and control all governments under these headings as well. And this is so they've got that git in Canada to send this. Mm -hmm. And he's the only one I know 
that has done it so far. Yeah. Everybody else has been shouting against them because they don't want it. They don't want it. They don't want to give control over to the WHO on everything. I don't think that the Canadian people have actually wanted anything that the Canadian government has done since Trudeau's been in. No. No. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What's their latest? Because they've got an anti-pollution... Uh, they have a a, a a pollution regulating body within Canada that um what really was in there to see what output from the industri industry was yeah but now they're actually saying things like um small businesses with wood wood ovens that um make bagels and pizzas shouldn't be allowed to do it we can't have we can't have um wood fi wood fired ovens with whatever to make food okay all right. yeah all right. right so how many trees do they probably replant in canada because it's a renewable energy wood yes unless you're bill gates and you just bury it okay yeah all right right okay well it's not exactly a renewable energy if you don't replant is it <laughs> I mean, it's not. It just kind of goes away. No, it's not. He 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 wants to store it away. You know why? So he's got these little concrete safes underground and say, I've got X amount of carbon under there. I'm a rich man. Because, uh, you know, avoid uh, carbon tax. Yeah, sure. Right. UK. Biggest thing in UK at the moment seems to be this uh, post office scandal thing that's been going on for ages. I haven't heard about this. The post office scandal. It's been I have not for heard years. this. No, I've not heard this. Right. Okay. You can call it an IT mess up. Basically, this is talk. We're talking. Uh, the government is looking to put together one billion compensation for who? It, for these were like sub postmasters, right? Now, there's a company in Japan called Fujitsu, right? They're an IT. All right. Now that you bring that up, this has something to do with Rishi Sunak and like the companies that he was involved with, right? Uh, I don't know whether he was involved with them, but it is to do with government contracts that were allowed. Okay. And yeah, right. it's something that he personally benefited from at some point, I think. Well, I haven't actually found that. But anyway, what I will say, this is what, right. In 2010, the government tried to stop certain companies from bidding for contracts. Yeah. This is what really cheeses me off. This is include Fujitsu at the time. This is in 2010. The actual project was nicknamed Project Sushi. <laughs> right. This was based on performance of their previous contracts because Fujitsu was involved in the NHS IT project which was a total nightmare yeah okay another right. government contract yeah which goes back two years previously to 2008 litigation between companies and governments the fact that the governments were being sued at the time so there was because basically this was all over previous contracts and disagreements but the blacklisting right now if you're a government, you say, I don't want to use you because you've got a real bad track record. That should be the end of it. But nothing came of this blacklisting. In fact, the government lawyers apparently advised that it would not be legally possible to discriminate against companies on their past performance. So they could still say, we want to go for the new contracts. I mean, isn't that self-destructive? Well, yes, but how much money are they making off of it? Oh, this is it. I mean, th I mean it's morally wrong. Well, yeah, but oh, they don't We care. know you're how crap money... at this. Would you like the contract? Yes. How much money are they making? How much is going to uh, change hands in this uh, this horse trading that they're doing? Yeah. So why did why did this company continue contracts when in 2019, the high court ruled the Horizon software, which was from Fujitsu, may have led to convictions of more than 900 sub-postmasters. Basically, these postmasters were accused of stealing because of this bad 
data. I'm, I'm curious. So they got sacked. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. Does the stealing of the post in the UK is that a is that a heavy penalty? Like, is that a, is that a serious crime? Because in the US, that's a that's a, like that's a federal crime. That's a felony. You're going to prison for that. Yeah, the post. I mean, the post office is now private, although it still uses the right. uh, the the uh, Queen's or King's yeah, RMS, yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um. So I don't know where they exactly stand on that. But what annoyed me lately was basically all of a sudden um, Fujitsu's been asked to pump up some money to pay to pay to help pay for this. Yeah. So the Japanese and, don't have to pay for it. And they have voluntary. This is what gets me. They've voluntary suspended themselves from bidding in any more public contracts until this is resolved. So since two thousand and eight, they've still been getting public contracts, even though they're crap. This so is they messed kind up the a, NHS. They've yeah. got all these postmasters sacked. It's going to cost a billion. Yeah, and it's still going on in yeah. the courts. Yes, uh, and it'll it'll carry on in the courts. I, I'm assuming. Oh yeah, it'll because, go on and on uh, and on. Uh, the Supreme Court handed down a judgment that has complicated the rules now on litigation funding, as in the poor person. You know, litigation funding, as in uh, if you win, we get so much of it and stuff. So. The poor person can go, look, I've got a really solid case here. Will you back me up and you can have 30% of my take or whatever? The judiciary system is trying to fog that up now. Yeah. So people, you've got to really be careful as you go out there at the moment. They reckon this is due to conclude in 2024 in the summer. It is just, <clears throat> even when the high court concluded that that Horizon IT data setup by Fujitsu was to blame, and it's still going on. And that's been going on since 2019. That's a long time for people to be out of work, sitting there, worrying. And you know what it's like when you you put all over the media that you're a a postmaster, that people go down every day into your shop, oh, you're a crook, you know? That's that's bad, man. That is a a terrible way to do business. Uh, So, I mean, let me ask you this. Would any of that happened if it was still under the auspices of the government? Or is it just happening because you've got private interests that have gone in there now outbid and, and taken it over? Well, this is because there's big money, big pe- money and right. everything else. So if that had, it's, so it's, this is if that had not changed hands, yeah, if that had not changed hands, then that would not have happened. No, it wouldn't have happened because you would have had basic people, basic unions, and you would have had government and you would have had unions, people and the government in there. In fact, that would have never happened anyway. So did they because as soon, as soon as one or two, you get one person sacked for whatever, it would have been straight up going, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the unions would have, yeah. But did you privatize it? I, I honestly, I actually missed that <clears throat> when you guys did that. Uh, did you privatize it because it was a drain on on the public coffers on, on tax money? And so the privatization got out of hand in this country. Well, it got out of hand in everybody's country. Yeah. I mean, personally, if they'd privatized it, and this is where I agree with Martin, it, it, it should never have gone out of the country. If you privatize it, money should have been found within the country to keep it there. Yeah. So it, then it still came under yeah. so let government a legislation. Company, yeah. So let a British and accountability. Company, yeah. Let, a British, let British companies run it as opposed yeah. to Japanese companies or, or outside companies coming or in. Or any, like, anybody. You know, anybody. It you doesn't keep, really matter. Yeah, exactly. Um, but keep it exclusive to, to British companies to, to bid for the contracts, yeah. But you talk about um, what was it corporate and that, and yet they're, they're, they're starting to polarize now. The, even the corporations, the background, even um, what's his name? Is it Fink? What's his name? Uh, Larry Fink of BlackRock. Yeah. 
he's yeah. he's partnering up with somebody as well. Even that big company's partnering up with somebody. They're, they're starting to force, I think, partnerships between companies now so they really get bigger, polarized assets so they can... I mean, it's getting it's getting a bit silly. I think. I mean, there's um, global infrastructure uh, partners. It was. Um, I think he was an African gentleman, and he created this. And I think it's going to force you're going to start seeing a polarization within the bigger corporate asset managements, whether one way or another. Although so many of them are intertwined anyway. Yeah, and you've got a lot of interlocking corporate directorships that go on. So yeah. people will leave I mean, one company and go to work for another and, you know, another, and, and they'll be on two or three or four executive boards simultaneously. Yeah. And you take, you take things like, um, you, you, corporate greed, corporate, I, it's, this, this is where the problem is. Yes. People say, well, you know, I get money. I get, I, I get money from this firm every year, you know, and they won't say anything, you know, but if you take, um, energy companies, water companies, they're all crooked. They are not supplying what they should do. Because in this country, there was um, a Southwest Water Company. I think they were found, um, there's something going on with them. They're listed on the market as um, Pennon. They're the ones that do down Cornwall Way and stuff like that. They all report this pre-tax profit as a negative. They loss. They have a loss every year for some reason. Why? Because they can offset taxes. But funny enough... Dividends went up by at least ten percent. So how'd you work that one out? So they report they report pre-tax losses, yeah. So that's their excuse for not being able to make sure the infrastructure runs correct and people get their water or their energy, and yet the dividends go up. <laughs> I mean, it, the blatant crookedness of it is just—it's just in your face. It's everywhere. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. Ah, I'm not going to talk about AI at the moment. There was a well. There was a firm of lawyers that got contracts sorted out between two two firms, bust by letting AI do it, and it's they managed to do it in minutes. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm actually wondering what the future of uh, I know I know you said you didn't want to talk about this, but I'm wondering what the future of attorneys are, to be honest, because we've got uh, AI lawyers that are being tested now. And as a matter of fact, I yeah, think that, that's uh, what they were doing, yeah. yeah, I've seen one or two that have actually, they've already won as in like defense AI attorneys, they've already won the cases. Mm-hmm. So law like, is law, but it gets yeah. cold. It gets it, cold. You miss something. What can, can be miss hand- something? Yeah. If you've got false evidence, you get f- false input, false output. Yeah. But at the same time, you, you also, well, to your point there, you, you know, you could miss something. You're taking the human element out of it, right? Yeah. I know. So there's no, there's no, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? No chance of justice. Well, it's I'm not saying it's no chance of justice because sometimes cases are clear cut, but they still deserve their day in court. So I'm not saying get rid of that. But at the same time, our system of justice allows for, or supposed to allow for, I should say, supposed to now because everything within our justice system, jurisprudence has been turned on its head in the last four years. Tell me I'm wrong. Oh, well, yeah, because but, they've, they've created mandates and laws that are just would yeah, never- and it's have yeah. got through anything before. No, it's ne- well, it's never gotten through anything, but they're doing it under the you know the auspices of emergency use and that emergency umbrella you always talk about. So that's that's why they've done all that. But that kind of negates the point that I'm trying to make. What I'm saying is is that there are pros and you cons. deserve 
Yeah, there are yeah. pros and cons to it, and and I think one of the uh, one of the cons to it is is that you you as a defense attorney don't have your chance to argue a case to the jury because that's really what you're doing. You're selling your case to that jury, and they're making a decision based on what you present. So there's no actual like. <laughs> How can you have somebody um, turn up in court with new evidence? When you've just got AIs giving it, tip, 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 yeah, it's tip, just that it's, it's where do you get where do you get to apply new data? Right, but yeah. they've already extrapolated out all the possible outcomes, and they've already made a decision. Yeah, it doesn't take long. This take minutes. I don't know. I, it just seems like yeah. a. I don't know. I I don't know. I I want to say that um, if it continues, I, I'm not saying that we're we're going to get. Um, I'm not saying we're going to get oh, off this track. Pot. It's a melting pot. You don't it, know which way it's going to go. Well, at the moment, no. But I, all I'm saying is, is if that it continues, then I think you're going to find attorneys out of work in five years. Yeah, well, this is what gets me, yeah? This this, this is what people have got to understand. Um, I hate them using the word AI because it isn't AI. It's an algorithm. And it is programmed yeah? by people with a bias. Yeah, yes, exactly. So it's just like these computer models that are created and used to create a bias within the climate argument and everything else. The in, If you want an output, you will put something in to create that output. That's what an algorithm or whatever is and can be controlled. Yeah, AI does not truly exist yet. I wouldn't say it to, to, to the level of where I, AI... When people think AI and they see the movies, they think sentient, woo robots, whatever. No, it's an algorithm which is manufactured by human being. And human beings can be twats. And we have got um, a lot of them, greedy bastards. It's very hard to stay out of the myopia, which is which we drive ourselves down sometimes, and we get lodged in a direction and everything around us is fogged because we, we channel everything in. We want to be a champion of something. Uh, whether they're driven by money or somebody can be driven by truth, somebody can be driven by justice or whatever, but you've got to be able to compartmentalize and draw back from it. These algorithms that are shoved in, you know, data, data sets. I mean, if you look at any anything from academia now within a lot of these magazines, whatever, you'll hear them saying about data sets, big data sets, small data sets. We are looking for a good comparison for our data set. Well, you'll find it even if you don't create it. So you get false science and bad science and everything else. And it just gets driven. And magazines and media seem to be just another platform to be used. Talking about platforms to be used, I am going to talk about that von der Leyen lady. Should I play the clip? You you don't want me to play that again, do you? No, I don't want you to okay. play the clip because I actually I played that enough watched, this week. I actually watched that. Yeah. Oh. Now you guys you guys talked about it and went across it. Yeah, and I saw her introduced by Klaus and and his annual global risk report and. Then obviously, what you said was quite correct about the next two years, the biggest threat is going to be disinformation and whatever. And the usual requirements global drives, global responses, global this, global that. She goes down the whole thing. Now, what she didn't mention there that is going on and what she refers to, because disinformation and misinformation, she didn't actually tell the people what the Digital Service Act actually does. If you look into your EU Digital Service Act, it actually gives the EU government the legal right to go into someone's computer, get all the information out of it, scrutinise it, make decisions about what they believe that person is doing, 
whether that person is compliant to whatever the commission enforcement standards are of that day. It is not a simple point of breaking the law. This spurious way of wording illegal content are not telling you exactly what it is because it can change so easy. It's just banded around. So basically, this is a malleable tool for injustice, really, as far as I see it, and nothing else. So Something stood out there, what you just said. Um, it depends on the day, you said. Yeah. So yeah. whatever they feel like that morning is how it's going to be for the rest of the well, day. Well, basically, if somebody creates, I mean, they, they're changing these laws or they're adding amendments on a weekly rate, yeah? Yeah. So basically, you could be there giving it la, 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 and yet unknowingly they could put something up on Monday and by Friday go, we got you. I mean, that's come on. Not very, that's not comforting. Not that's not comforting, no, is it's it? It's not comforting. Right. But what she says, right, and this is where if you listen to what she says, she goes, Europe, we're a union of 27 democracies where all of us have a right to speak our mind, to be ourselves, even if we are different from the majority. What else did she say? She said, Europe must be must lead in creating prosperity, wealth, security for the people, a stable environment for releasing innovation and investment and creating equal opportunity and freedom. Now, where does that fit in with her misinformation and disinformation? Well, she forgot the line, uh, equal opportunity, unless we say so that day. <laughs> so that digital act just makes a laugh of that. And that is why they don't stand up on the stage and tell you the truth then she'll say what else did she say she said there'll be always those who try to exploit our openness attempts from the inside and outside push us off track with their disinformation and misinformation she mentions she goes on to mention ukraine more money she goes on to mention russia her oh, putin's created our cost of living to go mad she um and then she says russia is now dependent on china and this is what really made one of the things she made me really amusing. When she goes, Europe produces more energy from solar and wind than gas. How much energy does Europe create from solar and wind? Um, less than four. Less than four percent. Did did yeah. she have did she have a stop off <laughs> at, for that thousand dollar a bottle champagne and a line of cocaine before she got up there or what? That came out of her mouth. Than gas, more overall energy from solar and wind. Than from Russia. <laughs> ah, I know there's a written, lot of... If yeah, you yeah. disseminate what they actually say and you listen to it, you give it... She is really spouting. Then she gets a... They get, get a clap and then she goes and sit down with Klaus and then she gets prodded by him to talk on her saying because way back when she came out with a saying that says de-risk, not decouple. And why did he prod her? Because she goes on to mention Digital Services Act, which shows clear guardrails, apparently. Yeah, clear guardrails, mate. That's why I put it out there. That's the only mention she gave it. Boundaries of online and offline are getting thinner. Hate speech is terrible, etc., etc., etc. AI has the biggest potential risk, but we have to adopt it. And guess what she adds in along the way with her? And this is why he prompted her to say de-risk and not decouple. De-risk, not decouple. China is our friend. <laughs> it's our friend. Uh-huh. So our you de-risk yeah, China, right. but don't right. decouple from China. 
I did see that there was uh, one of, uh, one of the, uh, the the Chinese premieres uh, is actually there, and it was the one that Klaus was in. Uh, Klaus was in Beijing, I think it was, and was introducing him on the stage in Beijing. Premier Li something or other, I don't know. It's one of those long long names, but I believe the Chinese premiere is actually in Davos at the moment. Probably, yeah. There's loads. I mean, if if you if you look at it, um, hang on. Just a, a a quick one. Who else is representing the country in the W at uh, the WF? Quite a few um, representatives. But this will get me. Yeah, there's a conflict going on between Israel and Palestine. Yeah. Yes. Now Hamas leaders, where do they live? In Switzerland, <laughs> it's a lot of them. <laughs> Qatar. A lot of them. Yeah, a lot of they live in. The They're in Qatar, yeah. and they've got estate businesses, as in for buildings, homes, and whatever. They're into real estate. Yeah. And there's quite a few representatives from Qatar on that WF platform. Interesting. Yeah. It's quite interesting who is there. I'll tell you what. Talk about who. There was another. Oh, there, there are a couple of assholes. Oh, John Kerry's there. <laughs> yeah. Did you John, know? I was going to say, that's just on the end of my tongue. John Kerry's there. Yeah. 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 The uh, climate hack or quack yeah. or whatever Actually, you want to call Actually, he got... Him. He got run down by uh, uh, by an Aussie journalist, Avi Yemeni, uh, while he was he was down there. Oh and... yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah, yeah. um Avi Yem. He's uh, yeah, he's Australian, uh, Australian, yeah. uh, a Jewish chap, isn't he? Yeah. And he's yeah. um oh, he's a big advocate because he's always there. Um oh, who else did he find? Uh, oh, he there were some. Somebody. Yeah, there were no, some. No, clown no, 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 no. Oh, ADL, ADL. What does the that ADL mean? guy? Anti Defamation yeah. League. Yeah. 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 Now, <laughs> that guy is a total ass. He spent years going around. Yeah, yeah. The, he the, cornered, he, to, this afternoon, he cornered the vice chairman of BlackRock walking down the street. Really? He did, yeah. Uh, he got John Kerry. Uh, he got the ADL guy. Uh, like that ADL Black, guy, I mean, he's... BlackRock guy. I mean, okay, I don't know whether people understand. Uh, the ADL, it's... Um, uh, what is it? Something? What the league? What is it called? Anti Defamation League. Uh, Anti Defamation League. That's it. Basically, he's been spending his years going around shouting and creating unrest about anti Semitism, extremism, whatever. In fact, he's been created in places where it never was. Yes, yeah? it's a hate group. And yet, that says he, they target hate groups. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and yet he has gone to the WF or been invited to the WF, what, to get funded again or to get orders to where he's going next? Maybe a little bit of both or it's there for the collaboration because I think you have to pay to actually attend, don't you? have to pay like 20 grand. Well, unless you're invited. Unless you're invited, yes. If you're you're a sponsored guest, then yes, that's true. Uh, Well, it's worth his while going there, obviously. Of course it is. That itself says itself, doesn't it? Oh, it's just mad. I mean, also you had, you see, the thing is, they're talking about creating this thing of trust, yeah? And yet just talking about von der Leyen's, what, what she's actually said and the lies she spouted with, they then put the Argentine president or prime minister, he's a president, isn't it? President, Argentine? yeah. Uh, yeah. My, my line, Millie. My, mi, Millie. Millie. My line, yeah, I think okay. they call him Millie, his surname. They, they put him on the stand, uh, Javier Millie, I think his name yeah, is. Javier, yeah, yeah. And um, but yet he's um, uh, he was on the young global list of the. And the thing is, he's got to power in Argentine because of the thieving government in existence. But Argentine's been in the hands of a lot of corporate bad stuff. I mean, we talked about all the um, 
since the 1990s, the big corporations that have been in there doing tobacco, the herbicides, the damage to the people and everything else. And it's it's been allowed and buried. Uh, law cases going on, it's, it's, it's just madness. And yet this guy's there, he, he stands up in the WF and he, 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 he says, state intervention is bad, socialism is bad, taxes are coercion, free capitalism for all. Yeah, I it's do what have... people... It's what people want to hear. Clips. Yeah, I do have <laughs> two audio clips. If you want me to play them, just for reference, He's, I have he did them. a long speech. Yeah, yeah, I've got a very I've got long a, speech. A, a, I got a one. I got yeah, two. Put one him up there. Clips. Let the people, let yeah, the people yeah. listen. I don't know what part you've got. Uh, let me see. Uh, the taxes. Uh, <laughs> you know, something about taxes. Yeah, uh, and help. he talks about uh, the second clip I have. He's talking about how um, socialism is an impoverishing uh, mechanism that gets. Yeah, yeah, he, he piles yeah. into it basically. I was yeah, just yeah. doing headers from what I heard him say. So but, I've got but the first. Clip have you got the pukey bit? Which is what <laughs> the last bit? <laughs> when after that, he actually then turns to the WEF and he voices, and here's a quote: "You are social benefactors. Yes, you I have are that. heroes. Yes, I have that. I have that. I'll play that after. Yeah. So here's clip it's one. Just horrible. Yeah, yeah, here's clip one. They say that capitalism is evil because it's individualistic and that collectivism is good because it's altruistic, of course, with the money of others. So they therefore advocate for social justice. But this concept, which in the developed world became fashionable in recent times, in my country has been a constant in political discourse for over 80 years. The problem is that social justice is not just and it doesn't contribute either to the general well being. Quite on the contrary, it's an intrinsically unfair idea because it's violent. It's unjust because the state is financed through tax, and taxes are collected coercively. Or can any one of us say that they voluntarily pay taxes? Which means that the state is financed through coercion, and that the higher the tax burden, the higher the coercion, and the lower the freedom. Yeah, there's a lot of agreement in what he says. And yeah. they've got him out there to spout a lot of stuff which hmm, goes against what they do. Yeah. Uh, second clip, uh, socialism. Mm. We are now yeah, at the best time in the history of humanity. <laughs> it is worth asking why I say that the West is in danger. And I say this precisely because in those of our countries that should defend the values of the free market, private property, and the other institutions of libertarianism, sectors of the political and economic establishment, some due to mistakes in the theoretical framework and others due to a greed for power, are undermining the foundations of libertarianism, opening up the doors to socialism and potentially condemning us to poverty, misery, and stagnation. It should never be forgotten that socialism is always and everywhere an impoverishing phenomenon that has failed in all countries where it's been tried out. It's been a failure economically, socially, culturally, and it also murdered over 100 million human beings. Well, he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. The thing is, they've got him up on the stand, yeah? But it's it's quite amusing. Have you got <laughs> where he this literally does? This is the social does... benefactors. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the one. Is that is that the one oh, you're meaning? Yes. He says yeah. you are the social benefactors. Yes. 
I would like to leave a message for all business people here and for those who are not here in person but are following from around the world. Do not be intimidated, intimidated either by the political class or by parasites who live off the state. Do not surrender to a political class that only wants to stay in power and retain its privileges. You are social benefactors, you're heroes, you're the creators of the most extraordinary period of prosperity we've ever seen. Let no one tell you that your ambition is immoral. If you make money, it's because you offer a better product at a better price, thereby contributing to general well-being. Do not surrender to the advance of the state. The state is not the solution. The state is the problem itself. You are the true protagonists of this story. And rest assured that as from today, Argentina is your staunch, unconditional ally. Thank you very much and long live freedom damn it that is his saying long live freedom damn it and do you know something there was quite an amusing as much as it was amusing that he used that long live freedom damn it thing at the polls in argentine when asked like the people who actually voted for him one of them come up with a wonderful answer and damn it, it was no it was better a madman than a thief so they saw the last government as a thief so they put a madman in Here's the question. Here's the question about about um, Javier Milley. There is he a wolf in sheep's clothing because he was on the. He's an WEF. economist. He's a proper yeah. economist. Yeah. Is yeah. okay. Is he the real deal? That was what I'm asking. In your opinion. Well, I tell you what. Time's going to tell. But I have this little itch in the back of my mind where I've heard this sort of rhetoric before, and the yeah, last time somebody exactly. at the head of a country stood up. It was Sri Lanka, and they followed every ideal mm -hmm. of the WF, and they went down the shit house. That yep. country hit, they destroyed that country, but they got control of it first. Corporately, they put it so far in debt, and then they just pulled the support, and it burned itself to the ground, nearly. And it just makes me itch. It's, it's like I've been here before, and that's what makes me think of it. They got the head of a country to stand up and say, this are the, these are the best ideals, and what you do is this, this, this. He says everything. The trouble is they are spouting this. They, they, they got him there because they knew they could stand him up there and get him to say stuff. They do not care what he says. So people can hear it, and they'll go, wow, yeah. Is this the WF? Is this the new WF? No, there is no new WF. This is them at play. This is them manipulating. This is, be careful, people. Really, really is. It, it's, 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 it's not good. It's not good whatsoever. Um, how much time we got left, Johnny? We are coming up on the final 10 minutes. Final 10 minutes. Yes, we got about 10, 10, 11 minutes here. Okay. COVID or Scotland? All right, I'm, I'm worn to the nub on COVID. So let's talk about Scotland because we don't talk about that very often. We talk about COVID all the time. What's going yeah, on in Scotland? you fell into that one. You fell yeah. into that one. Of course do you remember? Right. <laughs> we got a lot of Scottish listeners, so let's, let's, let's do it. This is good because basically I was proud of them. I was proud of them. Remember remember when, um, uh, what's the name, got booted out? Nicola Sturgeon. Uh, Nicola Sturgeon, yeah. Uh, J right, um, and we wondered what was going on there, called, didn't we? Why you called her it, something? Crikey, Jeanette, Jeanette Crikey or something like that. Jeanette Cranky. Cranky. Yeah, Jeanette Cranky. Jeanette Cranky. I yeah, mean, she was a Bill Gates I, favorite, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, some of their own people called, uh, what was it, Nicola Nazi Sturgeon. Now, yeah. the thing is, in um, Scotland, there was a massive outcry because, and in um, January 23, there was a big public outcry in Scotland. Uh, 
and it was really documented really re- really extensively by um uh something came out called wings over scotland yeah and this was all to do with gender identity and arsing around with that yeah there was a major um spike in her political career and one month later she was gone yeah there was a massive outcry it was an issue on the ge- it was a gender issue and having um Basically, the usual thing, you know, we we had it heavily. It came out here about um, what age should children should children be allowed, especially in the US, where your controls are a lot looser to some respects because your medical um, authorities are money driven, corporate driven, and everything. And it was getting scary, wasn't it? Underlying, we've got it here, and a lot of people don't understand that, and that's what we've got to try and stop. That kids of you, you could get the puberty blockers and it'd all eventually lead down to, well, I suppose you'd call it self-mutilation, really. That's what it is. Said, yeah. That's what it is. Uh, I mean, it's not. So there was a massive outcry and it was booted into touch. But that was only round one. They have started to push it again. I, okay. That goes to my question. I, I, I want to know, where's this funding coming from? Where's where's this this money coming from to do this? Because you can't just you can't just do this. Uh, obviously, there, there's not really that big of a of a push behind it, except for a loud minority of, of people to make it look like it's a majority. But where is the money coming from? As I said, uh, when I was talking to uh, to Bruce last week or week before last, I can't remember all these things run together, but I think it was a week before last. We've got over 400 of these gender clinics that have now just miraculously sprung up across the U.S., and no one's asked for them. So where's all this money coming from? And they're doing the same thing in Scotland. Well, oh, you know, you crap. damn well know where it's going to come. It's coming from the his, yeah. the history of what is it? Parenting? What was that company? Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Planned Parenthood, which has got what? Which has always had who behind it? Uh, usually the Rockefellers. Now it's the Gates. Yeah. Yeah. Or both. Yeah. Yeah. It goes back a long way. This goes. I mean, if people really want to look into um, eugenics and. Uh, contraception and all the different forms or whatever, it's all been channeled through that and it is still there. And there's a hell of a lot of money in that. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of yeah. push beyond there's that. There's a and ton it, of money. And it, it doesn't just, and like I say, what happens in America, we have really got to pay attention to in this country. I mean, but the thing is, in so everything went quiet. Nicholas Sturgeon went out, and now you've got uh, a person, um, MSPs, they call them, and they a member of the Scottish Parliament, Emma Roddick. Right now, and they've been trying to push papers, legislation, whatever. And uh, what you see, if if you listen, you've got, you listen to the rhetoric, you listen to these these words that come out, yeah, and these these names. They call it conversion practices, coercive parenting behaviors. And I went, what the hell is a coercive parenting behavior? That's where they try and convince their kid of their own mental illness. I'm assuming. No, this is against. This is basically saying so. They 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 come up with they 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 go. They've said and they've come out rightly saying this is going to be a non-exhaustive list. So it's going to be an endless list of examples for the service for an offence that can be created. Right. So basically, if a parent talks to its child and say says, well, yeah, okay, you've got these in your head, but basically, you are you are. Yeah, you're not this. You might think you identify this, but you're not really this or whatever. So basically, it becomes coercive if it's talked about against where the child wants to go more than twice. So it can become an offence then, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, apparently. This is what they're trying to push through. Restrictions on pressures from parents over a period of time. Monitoring 
of a person's behaviour. You monitor your children all the time. It's a feedback loop to make sure they stay on the path. Otherwise, they can't come to you for the problems. If they don't feel like they can, you can't talk. What happens? It creates chaos. Preventing someone from dressing in a certain way. The child should be able to say, I want this. I want to dress like this. This is how it is. Right? Exploiting a person's confusion. Basically I mean, aren't they doing, doing that? Yeah, basically aren't they what they're actually doing, doing that? Well, yeah, but what they're doing here, the state is trying to undermine the, the authority of the parent. Exactly. This is round two of them getting back at the outcry from the original, right? People in Scotland, you've really got to look into this. This is where they are trying to break things. We can't afford here anywhere in the UK to let this legislation go through. You in Scotland, you can't. This is madness. And the, the thing is, we're not seeing this openly discussed. This is legislation. The, the, these are, this is in the creation and the papers are there. You can access them and see what they're doing. And you've got to really, really look into this because it's not good because this, I mean, okay, go down what Marty would say, the tin hat, foil, whatever idea, conspiracy, whatever. From day one, Planned Parenthood, back in the early days, yeah? Learn your history. People, look into the history of eugenics parties. Look into the history of who was behind them. Listen to what it means. That is where someone decides that you are undeserving and you should be taken out of the genetic loop of mankind. This sort of legislation, if it allows children to do this to themselves or make those decisions, yeah, once you go down this route, you are taking yourself out of humanity's future. You will not be able to come back. You are becoming a eugenicist by choice. You're taking yourself out. And it makes you wonder whether there are certain people there pushing this because, okay, accumulation. You've got vaccines, which are detrimental. You've got medicines that every man-made or um, synthetic medicine has possible side effects. Ask anybody, it's there. You've got what's happened in the last five years. We're still getting the fallout. The death rates are going up. The lifespans are getting shorter. Cancers are on the up. Does that make us a medical dependent society? Does that eventually mean there's going to be less of us? Funny that. This gets pushed. This identification thing gets pushed. And people are, they don't need to go press a button and say, take me out of the human race because they can't pass their genes on. They, they've, they've eradicated their choice. Yeah, they, they, they're, out, they're out of that Darwinian loop. They've gone. And it makes me wonder whether, hmm, yeah, okay. Add these percentages together from all these different angles. The MAID project, whether children that have disabilities should be taken out of the picture by the time they're one. No, the child doesn't have a chance to live. All these horrible idea of eugenics, it's, it's, it's just depletion. It is causing, and the, there will be a depletion. And somebody somewhere along the line wants to reach a magic number of population well, I go, yeah, done a good job there. But by then, if you lose your freedoms, you, you're, you've got your digital chains on you, 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 you won't even know your histories. The histories will be rewritten anyway. They're doing that already in real time. 
I mean, it's before I mean, and after COVID. Well, well, kind of, uh, but even so, I mean, even if you take that equation out of it, they're just doing it in real time anyway. I mean, look at the, the nonsensical stuff we were talking about on our Christmas special, you know, the Viking hordes that were across Scotland, you know, and all that. Like they're changing, that, no, like no, that's not a change the, of history. Not the trends. Yes. Yes. Viking horse. Yes. Well, excuse me. Yes. <laughs> They're now saying the same thing about the Tyrannosaurus Rex. They're saying that that was a trans dinosaur or something. Like, I'm not joking. This like they're changing history in in he real time. He stood around puzzled, or she, or it, or, it, or they. Or what, yeah, we're giving they, it. They. Them, I don't yeah. know what to wear today. How do I identify? <laughs> Just, well, sorry. Like if you were to yeah, if you were to look it, it, at the U.S. Yeah, if you were to take my country for example, if you were to look at the U.S. and you look at it from a standpoint of just from now and go back thirty years, there is almost no connection as to what we once were. Like it's like no, the, the, the millennia. The, no, the millennia has been. Yeah, it's, that, that is, it has been a, a severing. Point. Yeah, it has been yeah. a severing of that of that connection, and and yeah. culturally, it's like uh, the last time I was there. I honestly, and I, I'm I'm not trying to be condescending here, but um, I did not even recognize that place at all. We it live was, in the blame culture. People just point fingers, and yeah, yeah, off they go, and they it's don't like, have an understanding. No, and um, conversation is great because when you have, when you converse with somebody and they listen to you or you listen to them that is the only way to change your point of view or get a larger point and under a larger understanding of everything but that does not happen because most people that are shouting and screaming do not have a fundamental understanding of what they're shouting about they do not understand the subject they're shouting about they're just wound up and fired off and they're happy to do that and i do not understand that mentality it's worrying, to say the least. Slightly, yeah. All right. Uh, do you have anything else you want to uh, impart to the listeners before you depart for the week? Don't know. Um, hmm, don't know. The more I look into things, the more. It... <laughs> the trouble is with understanding. It's like uh, that thing in New Zealand when people can become exempt from the harm that they can possibly be putting on others. It's premeditated. And yes, there is a word out there. There's a sentence out there. It's called duty of care. Duty of care is what we have to each other, what society has to us, what every individual has to each other. Look into it, into the laws of it. It is law. Whether it's been twisted or not, there is a duty of care. And if that duty of care is failing, what it was used for, basically, a duty of care, if it seemed to be failing and possible harm caused to somebody or something, or whatever, that then gets stopped and investigated. Where have you seen that in the last five years? And that really, uh, I tell you what, this is, this is, this is quite amusing. You know, when you go to hospital, and, I don't know, I don't, I don't go to those places anymore. And, and when was the last time you were pregnant, Johnny? You know, it's been a few years. <laughs> it, it's been a few years, because you can right. choose that now. So, right. yeah. yeah, okay. When my lovely lady was pregnant, um, she went to hospital, she had a, a, a long labor. And she came out the other side of it, bless her heart. But she had nitrous oxide, laughing gas. Oh, yes. Yeah, that yeah. thing they used to give you at the dentist office. Yeah, they don't do that but anymore. But the thing but, is, yeah. they've outlawed it now, the use of it. Why? I found the write-up for it the other day. On the 8th of November, I didn't, this nearly slipped past. On the 8th of November, 2023, there was a ban on laughing gas, right? And this is why it's no longer used. There is a small risk of death, extremely rare... But a risk nonetheless. It can cause kidney or liver damage if used frequently. Uh, sorry? So that's been taken off the market because it's very extremely rare that it can hurt anybody unless it's abused. 
Where does that fit into the last five years? Um, we've ignored the, um, you know, the stuff that they were injecting into you. I mean, there was a small <laughs> risk. Yeah. I mean, a small risk of death, extremely rare, but a risk nonetheless. And it could that cause was, other that's problems. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's it's so beautifully put. Risk, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and on right. that point, think yeah. on that. <laughs> yeah, think on that. They get rid of nitrous oxide because there's an extremely small <laughs> risk. Yeah. There goes the last chance you can have a, a chance of having a good laugh. The gobs you know full of that. You know something, that It's a good thing they took that off the market because somebody could have gotten killed. Yeah, exactly. It's a good thing they caught that. Yeah, sure. They're looking out for your best interest. All right. Yeah. That is going to do it for us for today. Thank you for being here today, my friend. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone and have a great evening. Good night, all. Oh.